KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Well, well, well. <laughs> I mean, honestly, right? <laughs> you can't even tell me. Even though it is drizzling, raining a little bit outside here in the metro area, that you, at the very least, are not absolutely loving what took place yesterday in Tampa. You know what? A lot of people had doubts. A lot of people had doubts. Mr. Hope himself. I will not make the mistake that all of you are making right now. I'm taking the same. He did. 35 for Brady. Pressure. Oh, and they got to him. A sack. Cameron Jordan. Brady. And they got him. And it's Jordan again. Brady. Pressure. Gets out. He's going to run for it again. Jordan forced the fumble. And the Saints recover with Lattimore. Third and ten. Brady late pressure. Brady will go down for the fourth time tonight. Brady pressure. Escapes. And throws with the run. He's intercepted. Gardner Johnson cuts underneath. They've turned Brady over twice. Eight interceptions. In these regular season matchups the last two years with the Saints. <laughs> you know what? I legitimately have no idea if the Saints are going to make the playoffs. They are currently in the seventh seed. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. But I'll tell you this. At least for today, on this Monday, December 20th, we're going to have fun. Absolutely going to have fun. That was almost like a soccer match, right? In terms of scoring. But I was thoroughly entertained. I don't know about you. I was absolutely thoroughly entertained. And I cannot wait to talk about this game. Because it's 9 nothing. But goodness. The fourth straight regular season win over Tampa Tom. And just the way they did it. The defense was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. You heard the call on Sunday Night Football, and yes, you heard right before we played those highlights, Drew Brees was the only person in the pregame show that did pick the Saints. I will not make the mistake that all of you are making right now. I'm taking the Saints. And look, let's be honest, right? He He's, he's a Saint. I mean, he, that's where he played. I'm sure that's probably why he did it as well. But not many gave that team an opportunity to go to Tampa and do that. I We all thought 11 points was too much. We all thought that was a lot. But to legitimately dominate Tampa Bay's offense like that. And, and you know what? I'm going to have a little fun with this. And look, the guests are very minimal today. We are still experiencing some phone issues down there in the parish where LaRose is. Um, so if you keep calling and you hear no one picking up, Buddy's not ignoring you right now. It's just ringing. We'll let you know if that changes throughout the show. In the meantime, please still be a part of the show by tweeting at us at ESPN Radio NOLA. And we'll go throughout the day uh, reading your, your messages and stuff if we can't get those lines work. It's not us. It's like the parish. The whole building. Everything is out. So um, 
if you're calling and we're not answering that, that is why. It's not that I'm not coming to you, but I'll let you know if that changes. In the meantime, like I said, at ESPN Radio Dola, please give me your thoughts on this. You know our question of the day. It's real simple. Game ball. Pat's on the back. And, and can you put anybody on the bench today? Can you legitimately put anybody on the bench today? There, there's so much to kind of get into in this game. Things that stood out and, and some things that maybe won't get the coverage that um, that it deserves here as well. First, I will start with this. And then again, we, we're going to hear from a ton in the Saints locker room today. Got plenty. You're going to hear from Dennis Allen, acting head coach, the job that he did. We'll go over it. Demario Davis, his thoughts on it. Cam Jordan, as you heard there in the highlights, two of the four sacks, two and a half, really. He now has 100, 100 and a half sacks in his career. We'll also hear from C.D. Deuce. The meme, the photo, the mean mugging right in Tom Brady's face, and then proceeds to intercept him. It couldn't be. I Again, I... For a 9 nothing game, I probably yelled, fist-pumped, expletive. I mean, you named it. I, I enjoyed that last night. I honestly did. It's my job to be objective and tell you how it is if I think they're going to lose, if I think they're going to win, if I think this is good, it's bad. But I'm absolutely a new lenient at heart. And who doesn't like, again, it's, it's like we talked about last week. When we had some callers come in and and say, you know what, maybe the Saints should be trying to, to draft higher. And I said, look, there's two things to me that I, I can't follow that path of thinking. A, you never not want to win. But that's just not being competitive. You always want to win. That culture that we talked about last week, that culture that Sean Payton has spent, you know, decade plus of trying to build that is why they were able to do what they did yesterday you're going to hear the next couple of segments here Dennis Allen touching on how everybody was just doing their job you remember that was a motto one year do your job remember that it was on t-shirts it was in the building and all that and and that's what they did I I'm watching that game and legitimately I'm like if you're a Saints fan that would be one of the most proudest wins for your organization. And to prove the point that I'm about to make with that is just listen to how that game is being talked about nationally and how that game is being touched on in terms of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost weapons. Chris Godwin went down. Evans went down. Fournette went down. Listening to everything this morning. <sighs> Poor Tampa. Poor Tommy had no weapons. No, no, nobody could get open. Nobody was there on the back end. Just allow the Saints to pin their ears back. Mind you, it was just four defensive players. They did most of their damage, if not all their damage, with rushing four. But, you know, it's just no one could get open. That had no weapons. It's just so hard for Tommy. Just I didn't know what you could expect. What I found interesting, and maybe it was just me. And, again, I'm not trying to be conspiracy theory here or anything of that nature. I'm just, just being honest. 
did I I can't honestly recall hearing more than once, if at all, that the Saints were without their head coach. Do you? It's pretty remarkable. I heard at nauseum the amount of weapons that Tom Brady didn't have as the game proceeded. I just now again, I don't know if that was, hey, look, we the NFL don't really want you to be talking about this. Which is my theory on this. But I'm just, I'm, I'm being honest, like, think about that. These Saints were without their head coach. It was not nearly as big a topic. It was just Dennis Allen is doing his job and, you know, he's making the calls out. But it wasn't, you know, this team went out there <laughs> without its two starting tackles, without its head coach, its starting quarterback that beat this same team earlier in the season, blew his knee out. They're on their third quarterback this season, and you watched that offense last night. It was a don't bleep up offensive game plan. It is it just is what it is. You want to talk about not having weapons, <laughs> which was nuts because to start the game, Marquez Callaway looked like Marcus Colston all of a sudden. I mean, the ball was moving left and right. They did just enough. And then as they realized, you know what? If we just don't turn the ball over, I think we're going to win. <laughs> So they went into a shell. I mean, it just you saw the offense do it. Literally, on like two consecutive drives to end the game in the fourth quarter, which was the right thing to do, by the way, to run clock, get them to use their timeouts. But Taysom Hill snapped it and ran. <laughs> we, we weren't even going to risk a handoff, right? But it's crazy when you think about it. Most of last night, after the game, and all day today, oh, Tampa had no way. Has anyone watched the Saints? I, I honestly think it's one of the most remarkable jobs that the Saints organization or Sean Payton has done last night. Honestly. When you think about it. If you don't think that that organization is well coached and that they have a structure in place where they can do that, and that's what I said last week. I said, if there's an organization that can not have its head coach on the sidelines, it's this one. You have several assistants that have been head coaches, Dennis Allen being one. Curtis Johnson was the head coach at Tulane for a bit. He's been there for a while. Carmichael's been calling plays, it seems like, forever, or been part of the meeting. We'll hear what Dennis Allen and all, all those guys, including Taysom Hill, even mention that. But that's the point. But that structure has been put in place. It was remarkable. It was an absolute remarkable feat, I think, for that team to go out there and do that. If they would have hung in close, we would have opened up the show this morning saying congrats to them. They put up the effort. Man, no tackles, no head coach. You know, it just the Bucks playing well, playing for that number one seed. It was just going to be tough. And then there's another element to this, which we'll talk with Marlon Favorite at 215 about. I absolutely think they're in their heads. We, we touch on that all the time, right? Whether or not it's a real thing or not, a real notion. Can you get onto somebody's skin? Can you get in someone's head? Do they have that mental block? I absolutely think, and it's what we kind of touched on, on on Friday when we're talking about keys. Tampa's got to prove, even hear me out, they won the Super Bowl. They beat the Saints when it mattered in the postseason. I get that. But you saw the poor Microsoft tablet that took a beating, Right? By Tom Brady. If you don't think it bothers them, it absolutely does. They can't beat the Saints. It's in their head. The Saints, you saw it from the get-go, from kickoff, from kickoff. They had the confidence. 
from kickoff. They're like, you got to beat us. The Saints believe warming up off the bus on the plane during kickoff on the field in a play, they're the better football team. They legitimately believe it. And you're going to hear in the show, as C.D. Deuce could only be, and tell us. You remember Sean Payton last Monday said, ah, he's not going to use the fact that they're 11-point underdogs as motivation. If you truly believe that, as we all laughed, we, we all said it during the week, that there was absolutely no way he wasn't using that as motivation. And they did. Cam Jordan brought it up. He knew exactly that was the fourth straight regular season win over Tom Brady. CD Deuce. We know what's going on this year. We're not worried about we're not worried about the noise. We just know who we are. And if you feel like we underdogs now, you went for a rude awakening. And <laughs> for a rude awakening. I love it, right? Again, there's so much I want to get into this game. And, and let's let's give at least a pat on the back, if not a game ball, quite honestly, to the Saints kicker. Bill. Good job there, Bill. <laughs> um, I mean, Bill. Brett. I mean, exactly. That's my point. Brett Maher, just three for three. Nine points. That's your final score, 9 nothing. In a season where literally it's felt like we were, I mean, we were joking about that, right? What, a week or two ago? We were going to just have open auditions going to the Jets game where we thought the kickers were going to miss everything. We're like, let's just go ahead and just have open auditions. Let's just see if anybody can kick for the heck of it. I even suggested it be like a charity thing. Now, this is before the COVID outbreak and they changed the protocols. All which, by the way, wait till Camp Jordan tells you the history of his 10 days away. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, he felt fine. Just like Mark Ingram, they were asymptomatic, essentially. Um, but we'll play all of that and more. So stick around with us. Again, our phone line's having some issues in and around that area. So if it's just ringing, I promise you, buddy, is not ignoring you. But you can be a part of the show still via Twitter, at ESPN Radio NOLA. Please feel free to give me your thoughts on the game, the game bowl, the pat on the back, you name it. And do you honestly think anybody needs to have a seat with Coach? And don't forget, folks, very, very soon, it's going to go live. Your ability to be able to bet from the couch on anything and everything. So you absolutely need the DraftKings Sportsbook. And when you download it, which is for free, put in the LaRose code. That's right. Type in in the code field text there, L-A-R-O-S-E. When you do, looky there. In your account, $100 in free bets waiting for you just for signing up. No deposit required. So you know DraftKings already, the official fantasy partner of the NFL, so you know what they're doing. When it comes to that, you can still go do that and have fun, be a part of millions of dollars of cash prizes and all that stuff. But I'm talking about the sports book. Go download it. It's a different app, and it's coming soon to Louisiana, and it goes live. But before that, they want to give you $100 in free bets. No deposit required. Use the code LaRose. When we come back, we'll hear from head coach Dennis Allen. His thoughts on the win. Saints 9-0. Over the Bucks, the Sports Hangover, and ESPN New Orleans.
Happy holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavaloom, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavaloom. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. And so we knew exactly what was expected of us, coaches, players, everybody, and we just went out and did our job. And uh, just like we would have if he was standing on the sideline. That is head coach Dennis Allen, acting head coach Dennis Allen's already spoken again already to the media again. Remember, it's a Monday night game that's coming up, Saints and Dolphins. And yes, Roy, I know you're listening. Mr. Number One Miami Dolphin fan gave me, what was that, four fins? How many dolphins did you send me there? Send me a handful of dolphin emojis here. Four of them. said, get ready, three exclamation marks and four dolphins. He's very uh, happy over there. His team started out one and seven. They're seven and seven. They've won six straight. It's okay. The Saints will just field goal you to death. <laughs> However you win, it doesn't honestly really matter. This is just that, that kind of season this year. Can you get a win? How do you get a win? Find a way to get a win, right? Um, at ESPN Radio, Nola's the way to chime into the conversation today as our phone lines are having some issues. If that changes, I'll let you know. But the questions of the day are still there. And I want to know, who do you think gets the game ball? Who do you think deserves a pat on the back? And who has to sit on the bench? Is anyone sit on the bench? Lee, did you see the rugby-style scrum for seven yards off the goal line? Just one of many great plays. It was. The broadcasters were talking about that yesterday as well. Look, you had some time there. If the Saints kind of couldn't get that first down, maybe Tampa gets that ball back, maybe, with some timeouts and kick that field goal. The Saints got two first downs, though. And, and then went right into the locker room with the lead. 
Lee, that's a very good point on that as well. Um, bro, on Twitter, tight ends had too many drops. Yeah, yeah. Adam Troutman, come on down. I'm sorry. I, I am naming him, but come on. Right here. Nice seat on this bench. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Hold by Juwan Johnson. The tight end position. I'll say this. At first, I was going to say, which of the two position groups were the most over-evaluated? I, here, here's the thing. At tight end, I just need you to contribute every now and then. I got to have receivers. <laughs> so I would say the over-evaluation of the receiving core what was a greater fail this season by Sean Payton and his staff. But it has been an utter disappointment, the tight end position group. I, I don't know how else to say that. Long for the days of Josh Hill. Mind you, you do still see some of the former tight ends that the Saints had produce, even though Jared Cook went Jared Cook in his last game. But look, let's focus on this 9 nothing game. First and foremost, the win. So let's get reaction from in the locker room. Here's Dennis Allen, steps up to the podium as acting head coach, opening remarks. A uh, big win for us. I thought our guys went out and played extremely hard. We said going into this game that we had to um, – you know, played with a great effort and a great energy against a really good football team. Um, I think we did that. Um, you know, we, we, we protected the football. Uh, we did a pretty good job in terms of uh, playing the field position game. Um, and I thought, you know, I thought defensively, I thought we were, uh, I thought we were really good. So. so when you take a look, obviously, the first thing that stands out is what he did with his position group or his side of the football. And that was they did what they wanted to do and what was the game plan, and that was to pressure Tom Brady. That was the key. I mean, Cam Jordan, Nick Underhill, New Orleans.Football, asked the question about what, what was what was key about making Tom Brady um, move around that pocket and uncomfortable. That was, that was the key, Nick. As we all know, uh, uh, Tom Brady has one of the fastest releases. I mean, to to try and affect him to get him off the spot is a task in itself, and I think we did that, and that's what put us in position to uh, to uh, be poised to, to make the run that we did this game. Indeed. And as Dennis Allen touched on after the game, the key also was being able to do it from the front four. Cam Jordan, Paris Sachs, credited for two and a half. You know, you saw the disruption from Davenport. It, it was just easily the most effective game that I can think of. And again, we still haven't seen Peyton Turner, really, in this season. This year's first-round draft pick at defensive end. Nennis Allen. I think that's big. I think he does a, a really good job of recognizing the, the, the coverages. Um and knows when you're sending a five-man pressure, he knows where to go with the ball. And so um, I think it's hard to get to him at times doing that. And so if you're able to rush him uh, with four, I think that's when, uh, you know, most teams have been been successful. I think one of the other things, too, that you hear in, in that locker room yesterday, too, was just kind of that belief that they felt that they could do that. And... Cam Jordan 
if you were allowed him to, to be the defensive coordinator, would kind of give you that kind of formation and the looks that you saw? Did you see, you know, Marcus slid down to a three. David Onyemata was in there. Carl Grandison came in. Uh, I mean, shoot, can, can, I, can I bring in another defensive lineman? I, I'll take Jalen. Uh, if it was me, I'd put a 7-D line front out there. Eight. But uh, that's probably why I'm not a D coordinator and Dennis Allen is. I mean, uh, what he's able to do is with the, with the uh, multiple looks that we gave out this game, uh, it, it gave him – Gave him, gave him some fits. I mean, you know, I slid in and, play, and played three for, for a couple snaps. Marcus did. I mean, just that just that multiple front, that, uh, that ability to switch it up, really, uh, I think, helped affect our rush. So a little bit more from Dennis Allen, not only with the ability to be able to rush, but in particular, Davenport got a sack. He was disruptive. Cam Jordan with two. DA personally on those two. Let's start with Davenport. I think, I think Marcus has probably been one of our – uh, if not the most disruptive defensive player that we've had um, when he's been healthy and when he's been out there. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it means a lot to have him out there. And, and uh, you know, I think the other players around him benefit from having his uh, athleticism and his ability to disrupt the offense out there with him. And as far as Cam Jordan and the night that he had tonight. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, you know, we've been we've been saying for a while that we've got to, um, you know, try to try to limit some of those snaps for Cam, and um, he kind of took care of that for us. So, uh, so he, yeah, he looked fresh out there um, and and did a really nice job. And as we mentioned, sack number ninety nine and sack number one hundred last night. Dennis Allen on getting sack one hundred. Yeah, sacks are hard to come by, and uh, certainly Cam's been one of the better ones in our league for a long time at being able to get pressure on the quarterback. And so um, I just can't say enough about what he means to, to our team, the defense, the team in general, our organization, the way he represents himself both on and off the football field. Uh, class guy, I've been fortunate enough that I've had an opportunity to uh, to be around him and coach him, and, and uh, he just held a player. Pretty crazy when you look at it from that perspective. Um of getting a hundred sacks and, and really the only reason he missed again, a game in his career was COVID being able to stay healthy. Here's the Mario Davis on cam reaching that milestone. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, you know, a hundred sacks is just, I mean, that's, that's, that's a remarkable uh, career that he's, you know, put on, been a leader on this team for a long time. Just a special player. Uh, coach, coach challenged the team and said, you know, the big time players, have to step up and and him along with many other guys did that and so um happy that you know he was able to step up in this game but you know that just speaks to him the type of player he's been the type of pro he is just one of the best in the game and one of the best to ever do it and so um you know forever grateful to be able to have had the chance i've had to play with guys like him um it's a special moment for him and you know he deserves it he deserves everything that uh, that comes with that. Cam Jordan on getting his 100th sack. It feels amazing to win. Um, it feels super uh, to be a part of a defensive line that ended up with, what, four sacks on Tom Brady? Um, the fact that this was a byproduct um, that it happened in this game against a divisional opponent, I'm going to worry about that after the season. I'm trying to stick to my guns here about talking about accolades after the season. But it feels good. God has blessed me truly to not only be healthy um, 
to play throughout the whole game, to play these last 11 years, to accumulate the amount of sacks that I have. Um, and I mean, I, I first and foremost want to thank, you know, Jesus Christ. I, I want to thank, you know, the, the fam for being the foundation. Um, and, you know, Pops for giving me the bloodline to uh, be able to put something like this together. One of the other things that he touched on, as we mentioned, him missing last week was um, interesting. Interesting. And one of the things that he talked about was the kind of really not knowing if he was going to play or not. He wanted to. So he kind of detailed the timeline and really the way it worked. Because the NFL kind of last week almost switched it up again, where if you're asymptomatic, you come back, or it wasn't that you could before. Then they kind of switched it to where the other, he's confused. I never, I never, you know, the protocol at the time was was two negatives in a row, right? I, I got one and had hope, and then it came back positive the next day, right? It was like it was like Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that, the third day or something. Um, I got a negative, and I was like, oh, there's there's a chance. And then I got a neg- I got a positive, positive, negative. It was some, it was it was weird. I don't know. I just you know I follow protocols. Now I don't think there is protocols. I was just they've been washed away apparently. I don't. Is that good for us? The NFL PA agreed to this, right? NFL agree- made this. Yeah, I'm a yeah. This is this is beyond me. I'm I'm a uh, I'm a, I'm a uh, default to Malcolm Jenkins with this I, protocol. I just had to- Clarified, I haven't heard of that actually happening to someone, so that just seems like... Me neither, Cat. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, wait, so he thought he could play, and then he didn't get to play. No, I hoped I could play. I didn't think I could play. There was there was a hope, and then that hope got deflated, and I had to wait my 10 days. There you go. So you'll hear in some more bites, too. He said he felt good. Anyway, nothing you can do about that. Head coach Sean Payton still scheduled to coach Monday nights, but as Dennis Allen already spoke today, it's going to be sort of like last week, a uh, combined team effort of getting this team ready while Sean is away from the facility. He's got to stay away for 10 days. That 10th day, by the way, game day against the Dolphins. Right? We'll take a quick break. We'll try to get Leo Haggerty in. He was over there at the game last night. We're texting throughout as well. You know him. Covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the NFC South with us. We are home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Is pain putting a strain on your quality of life? Don't suffer in silence. Get relief at the Pain Center of Thibodeau Regional. Dr. Luis Hernandez and Dr. Keith Duplantis can provide solutions to neck, knee, and back pain, as well as pain associated with injury, arthritis, nerve damage, and migraines. Get help for your pain at the Pain Center of Thibodeau Regional. Call today, 985-493-4080, or go to Thibodeau.com. Want to hear how I almost got off the naughty list this year? I helped Santa save gazillions by having him download Capital One Shopping to his computer. 
Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. You can download it too and save a bundle. You don't even need a Capital One card and it's free. So why didn't I get off the naughty list? Turns out Santa's a stickler for naughty words. <laughs> Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. Have you ever cooked a really fine gourmet meal? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I'm told it all comes down to the ingredients. And when I need ingredients to improve my car, the place I go is eBay Motors. Whether you roasted your last transmission, graded your current floor mats, or pureed your side view mirror on a lamppost, eBay Motors has the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. And by the way, if you recently fired up your grill, don't worry, eBay Motors has grills too. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back. Trying to figure out how oh, oh I can get this going. I'll eventually see if I can try to call using my computer here, Leo, and our rest of our guests today as our phone lines are having issues. In the meantime... Back to the sound in the locker room as head coach Dennis Allen, um, as you can imagine, was happy and and to be given the opportunity to be able to be the acting head coach here, right? How this to say afterwards? I relish that opportunity. Um, certainly, um, I really appreciate everything that Sean Payton's meant to me in my coaching career, um, and so to. For him to ask me to step in for him uh, in this circumstance, you know, I appreciate uh, the fact that he had the faith and the trust in me to um, lead this team. Um, I really appreciate all the players and the assistant coaches um, and the way that they just hung together and fought and scratched and clawed for each other uh, so that we could come away with this win. And so, um, it, it would just, it's, it's, I think anytime you win in this league, I think it's a great feeling. And, and, and certainly in these circumstances, um, you know, it feels good to win. So yeah, indeed, that's one of the things that you, again, could, could hear through his voice that it, it was special. The other aspect of it too is again why I, I think it's one of the best wins that, this team has had and, and under Sean Payton and everything, just the way the staff came together. I thought the players and the coaches handled it outstanding. Um, you know, just specifically in terms of uh, the defense with me handling a lot more of the uh, game management stuff. Um, you know, those guys, you know, Ryan, Chris, Mike Hodges, you know, um, uh, Corey Robinson, Peter Junta, like all those guys just did an amazing job of, of, you know, keeping those defensive guys on point uh, of exactly what we were trying to do and making the adjustments uh, where I could kind of focus a little bit more on what we were doing head coaching wise. Um, I thought, uh, again, Darren Rizzi was, was instrumental in, in, in some of the game management decisions. Um, and so it was just a collective effort by everybody. This wasn't, this wasn't in any way a one man show. This was, this was a, a, an organization that came together, 
um, and won a game. One of the other aspects that he touched on as well was, so how did Sean Payton sort of kind of handle this? Was he constantly in his ear? At what point did he sort of hand the keys over? That's what he had to say. Obviously, I'll keep those conversations that he and I have had, um, you know, privately in terms of exactly what it was. I think Sean, um, you know, he told me what he what he wanted, um, and and then kind of let me let me go do it. You know, um, I think he didn't want to, you know, try to, you know, have me thinking about too many things. Uh, and just try to go out there and manage the team and, and, and run the team. And so uh, we'll kind of keep those conversations private. But yet, um, again, like I said, the fact that he um, had enough faith in me to, 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 uh, to step into his spot, you know, means a lot to me. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just appreciative of all the guys that are in that locker room um, because none of this was possible without what they did. One of the things, obviously, that he uh, touched on about the the whole team effort situation is, I, I think, remarkable. To get everybody on board was was special, I think. And and to and again, I think it's because you have the structure in place. Everyone just kind of d- does your thing. I mean, you, that's why you heard Kamara in the past and others. Just you know, even when at the beginning of the season they were talking about. Moving on from Drew Brees, like, look, wait, everyone kind of compartmentalizes their own thing, and you have such a a number, a, a, a many number of leaders in that locker room that it makes sense that it's easy, I think, easier than it probably is for other teams. And did a silent touch on that? Look, as it is all the time in this league, um, it's a it's a total team effort, um, and and I thought our guys did. A hell of a job of coming together. I thought our coaching staff did a great job of understanding what we had to do to be able to win this game. Um, you know, I thought I thought did a good job of, of handling the game plan. Um, did a good job of protecting the football. Uh, you know, I think Darren Rizzi did a hell of a job with the special teams. He does a great job with some of the game management stuff. He was in my ear all game long. Um, it just was a, a total collective team effort. Um, and look, that comes from the way that our head coaches prepared us. Um, and, and he does a great job of, of leading us. And so we knew exactly what was expected of us, coaches, players, everybody. And we just went out and did our job, and uh, just like we would have if he was standing on the sideline. And I think one of the things as well that obviously to me what was impressive is how it, it honestly didn't feel like he wasn't sort of there from this aspect of it. I mean, obviously you can see in the game plan and and sort of on the offensive side what they had to do. But, you know, this was Taysom Hill after the game. And, and he was asked – how different or was it different in terms of not having Sean Payton there? You know, honestly, I, I didn't feel like it changed um, all that much. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Pete in meetings, and uh, so the comfort level of him calling games was was really high. Um, 
he's called games in the preseasons that I played in, so this wasn't the first time I'm hearing his voice uh, in the headset. Um, and I think, you know, again, Pete sits in all of our meeting rooms, and so there's an open dialogue there, and uh, I felt like it was a pretty smooth transition um, there, and and I felt like, uh, again, D.A. stepped in and, and did a great job to, to lead the team. He made the right calls at the right time in terms of the situation, and I know Rizzy stepped in as well, and, and he was really tuned into the situations, and, man, we, we managed all of those very well. Again, I, I, I think he did a, a tremendous job, no doubt. Tomario Davis after the game. Yeah, I thought about doing that. Um, he, gave, he gave a game ball to everybody on the team, um, just congratulating the win. I wanted to give him a game ball, but I didn't want to step outside, step outside of my, uh, my job responsibilities. So, but he definitely deserved it. Just a great leader. Um, he took he took his leadership to the next notch. You know, it's a next man up league. You know, when Sean went down, he stepped up, did a phenomenal job, just pretty much being the same guy and extending himself outside our room to the entire team, and um, you know, made sure that we were locked in on the game plan that, that that Sean had put in place for us, and made sure that you know that team knew the importance of coming in and executing it. So yeah, he did a great job. And again, I I just I, I thought the, the way he handled everything was um, was pretty good, just from getting the team ready to get going and, and calling the plays and getting everybody involved. But as you heard Dennis Allen say, look, everybody kind of either added a little element to it or took part of everything in, in part of it. As far as the game plans go, I thought one thing that CD do said after the game yesterday was kind of important because Dennis Allen was asked, look, how, how do you have the success that you've had uh, against, you know, Tom Brady? And he's like, look, I'm not going to tell you obviously all those different aspects of it, but he's like, you know, you, you got to have the guys up front be able to, to play well, but CD dudes kind of elaborate a little bit more. Man, let that be us. I mean, you know, you got one of the best secondaries in the league with me, Marshawn, Malcolm, Dub, Roby, you know, a lot of experience in there with a Debo also playing well. I mean, I feel like we got the best secondary right now in the league. Regardless of the stats, you can just go out there and just pitch a shutout. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, what you want me to tell you? I feel like D.A. just put us in position to go out there and be ball players, and we appreciate him for doing that, and we just, we love, we love, we love what we do. Indeed, and I think um... – Having that respect, having, again, that, that veteran leadership, having so many guys in that back end that just kind of know what they're doing made it easier, if that makes any sense, to do that. We'll take a quick break. I'm going to try Leo again. That was him calling, as you heard during the bites. It's it's an interesting Monday, folks. Our phone lines are down, so I'm trying other ways to get our guests and get you guys involved in it. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> It's 
the Command Season Sales Event at Barker Kia, which means you can save on our entire lineup of new Kias. These Kias are packed with value and technology. Best of all, these new Kias come with our famously low Barker Kia price. Take a look at the all-new Ultra Sporty 2022 Kia K5, a rebellious design built to root a road with an 8-inch touchscreen and lane-keeping technology that all comes standard. Or drive home in a new 2022 Kia Sorento, a third-row 7-seat SUV that comes standard with family-favorite features like smartphone integration. And of course, we have to mention the all-new Kia Carnival MPV. The SUV-inspired van has a radical departure from the usual. Now that says it all. So come save during Kia's Command the Season sales event at Barker Kia. And get our famously low Barker Kia price. And you know all these new Kias come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warrant. That's Barker Kia at Homer. Or shop online at BarkerKia.com. Come see me, people. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See Kia.com or retail it for details. Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster, at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Go Colonels! Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. All right, welcome back. Sports Hangover. Saints 9-0 over Tampa Bay. Leo Haggerty covers the Buccaneers. Thanks, sir, for uh, for getting through the line here and downloading everything we need you to get so we can chat. How are you today? Gus, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, i tell you what, <laughs> That was one of the craziest games I've ever been to in terms of uh, ebb and flow. And, mm-hmm. uh, man, it, 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 it almost looked like uh, was the Buccaneers going to have 11 guys to finish on offense. It, it was it was crazy. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I know. You poor thing. I mean, all I heard during the broadcast, Leo, and all I've heard this morning is how Tampa lost his weapons. The Saints didn't have their tackles, didn't have their head coach. They're on their third quarterback. They haven't had weapons all year. They've played games without Alvin Kamara. Now, now y'all know how we feel, huh? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the only difference is, Gus, you knew before going into the game all of that. All of mm-hmm. a sudden, Godwin goes down. Evans goes down. Fournette goes down. I had a feeling, and I'm going to ask Coach Arians this afternoon, everybody's wondering why they didn't go up tempo in that I don't think they had enough guys in the game that knew exactly what they were doing up tempo. They had like seven starters went down during the game. So yeah, but the, you know what? It, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. It's part of the game. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to do it. And what I think was disappointing from a Tampa Bay fan, if you got the goat, if you got the MVP under center and he couldn't find a way to score, he only got into scoring position once. And then fumbled the second time. And again, the fumble was a great play by the Saints. Uh, you, you gotta start to wonder, uh, how much of this is Brady and how much of this is the weapons around him. 
Leo, one of the things that that I did notice in that game, this is before you know the weapons started going out because Tampa did start the game with it, and, and I think this is a, an element that exists, don't you? It, are the Saints in Tampa's head? Like, like and it's weird. I mean, they won the Super Bowl, they beat them in the playoffs, but I said last week, and I think maybe even when you came on on Friday, that it, it's still almost part of Tampa having to prove they're, they're still the better team in the division, even though they have the better record and all that. You get what I'm getting at, though? Like, the Saints are confident when they step on the field that they're better than them. Oh, it, does the Saints have some sort of black black and gold magic over the Bucks, And they also have it over Brady. This is the first time in Brady's career he has lost four consecutive regular season games to any team. It's also... The only team that has a winning record over the Buck, uh, over Brady, other than the Seahawks, who are two and one, that makes the Saints five and four, and that's in that's in rarefied air when you're talking about playing Brady. He usually doesn't end up on the losing side of that. But Gus, I'll tell you what I thought was interesting: when the Bucks start with the football, when they lose the toss or decide to take the football. They are a much better team coming out. When they decide to defer, they don't start real well. And again, look at the first pass. It was intercepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, while it was, you know, ruled incomplete, to your point, it was almost a tone setting sort of play there as well. You know, one of our listeners, um, tweeted that he thought one of the key plays, Lee, uh, said that he thought what the scrum, the old rugby scrum there right before the end of the first half. I, here's my thing, Leo. I'm watching this game and I'm just waiting, right? After the Saints offense stops having success and, and first down seem difficult. I'm like, here it comes. Here comes the drive that they'll go up seven, six, right? I mean, like I kept feeling that. How big was it that the Saints got out of the end zone area there and got those first downs at the end of the first half? You know what, Gus, this, this is what amazed me is because the Bucks had all three timeouts, and I'm thinking the Saints can't take a knee because if they take a knee, they're going to end up having to punt the ball back to the Buccaneers. And I leaned to the guy next to me, Randy Cross, and I said, remember the NFL rule about a fair catch. If you fair catch the ball, you can free kick it for a field goal. So I, I was thinking that was coming down. Gus, that was huge that the Saints were able to get in. At halftime, because again, the Bucks started with the ball the second half, so you shut them out the first half, and then you stop on the second half. It's huge. Yeah. So when you take a look at that frustration level and building there as well, I mean, look, you, you know, we've all seen the video several times of him destroying the Microsoft Surface tablet and such. But man, I mean, it's just just so rare to sort of see Tom Brady get frustrated like that. But the Saints know how to do it. Oh, they absolutely know how to do it. And you know what, Gus, for, for the Buccaneers fans that are ready to jump off the Sunshine Skyway today, I want to remind them of one very important fact. The two years that the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, guess who beat them twice during the regular season? Mm-hmm. The New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's just, and it's not like they beat them on a lucky play. The Saints decisively won that game last night, and they won games in the past. It's it's just it, there's some teams you just don't match up well right. with, and 
uh, again, Arian said in his post-game conference, the tight man-to-man, especially when Godwin and Evans went down, that made the difference because Brady had to hold the ball. And when you got a guy back there who is not real mobile, he's got to hold the ball, there's problems. Speak with Leo Haggerty, Sports Magazine, covers the Buccaneers and AMC South with us here. I, I think one of the things that also stood out to me in that game is, yes, the, that the Saints were able to do that on the defensive end. Man, on the offensive end, though, man, I, they won that game with that kind of effort. I, Leo, how many more games can this team win off this offense? Just they, they don't have a passing game. It just, it's non-existent. Now, granted, not having you two starting tackles doesn't help, but I don't think that's the reason this team couldn't pass. Cause we saw in the beginning of the game, Callaway was there. He'll just seem more comfortable. It seemed as the game went on and on. Now, again, I, I know it's, Hey, wouldn't that game do it that way? But I mean, if this, can this team make the playoffs without a passing game? Cause they don't have one. Gus, I got a better one for you. If the injuries to the Buccaneers are season ending to these guys, mm-hmm. the Bucs may not win another game. The Saints get to play Miami at home this week. That's going to be a real book opener title teller of whether the Saints are not just a playoff team, but may be able to make a run at this division still. Again, the Buccaneers are really banged up. And I don't know if you saw the inactives. Three defensive backs were inactive before the game even started, which kind of threw up a red flag for me. But the Saints, they got to come up with more offense. I got to agree with you there. They got to come up with something more than Kamara right, Kamara left. And it was funny. Callaway had the most yards in his career in the first quarter. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. 112 yards for him on six receptions, nine targets. You know, we touched on this on Friday. Leo about Alvin Kamara and I said somebody somebody else has to come up with the points. Now I I said that Taysom Hill needed to be responsible for two TDs. He he didn't put up any. Your starting quarterback's got to get you a touchdown. Um, Tom Brady would tell you that. See what I did there? But look, Kamara held to 18 yards rushing, and even on the offensive end, 13. We talked about this last week. I, the Buccaneers neutralize them. I, I don't know what I, it's. They just do. Well, they know who to stop. And, again, give Todd Bowles a lot of credit. Sure. He's got two guys in there between the tackles in Sue and in Vea who you got a double team. So you're talking about now playing with your backup offensive tackles, which we saw what happened to Kansas City when they tried to do that in in the Super Bowl. Uh, You're messing with fire when you think, okay, I'm going to run the football and I'm going to run it between the tackles. Not happening with those two guys in there. Mm-hmm. But again, Gus, uh, Sean Payton being out, I think a lot of that really, he has a way of getting a feel for the game and as to what's working and what's not. And again, give credit to the Saints. They, they, they basically circled the wagons and found a way to win. All right, we well, take a look at the rest of the NFC South, Leo. It's a real interesting story what's going on. In Carolina, look, the Falcons lost to the Niners. They look like they're peaking at the right time. I'm not even worried about talking about Atlanta right now. To me, it's about Carolina. Matt Rule in 24 hours, not even 24 hours, I'd say less than that, in 12 hours, has shown me that he shouldn't be retained by the end of the year. He throws Cam Newton under the bus on a fourth and one at the end of the game. Then this morning, and his presser says, no, 
it, he was wrong. It was the play call, and he understood why Cam Newton was doing that. So he flip-flopped on it, but it already just doesn't seem like that guy knows what's going on. Well, again, when all of a sudden we saw what was going on with him and Joe Brady, and again, being the head coach, you should be dictating to the offense coordinator, here's what I want done. I, I think the problem is right now, and again, without 22 up there in Carolina, th- their offense is really in shambles. Again, Cam Newton, he's a shadow of his former self, mm-hmm. but but he does have some skills. Gus, I, I agree with you. I'll be surprised if he makes it through Black Monday after after the last game of the season. Yeah, it just, it just seems like it's somebody else's fault, and it's not mine here when you take a look at it. Leo, uh, quickly before we wrap up, sir, anything else that kind of stood out to you in the games yesterday? I, I thought of, of them all, I, I was surprised by the Lions, right, beating um, the Cardinals. No one probably had that, and really by the manner. Like, that wasn't that wasn't a fluke. They beat them, and I, I almost feel like here we go again when it comes to the Cardinals. Start out hot, you're ready to buy, you're ready to believe, and as the season gets towards the end, they start to not look like they did at the beginning of the season. What's going on there in Phoenix? Uh, no running game. DeAndre Hopkins out. And, again, they, they, Gus, you got to be able to run the football in some way, shape, or form. You don't have to get yards. You just have to have attempts so the defense at least ke- keeps you honest. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. I'm amazed how the Steelers are still hanging around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, that was an interesting game there. They stopped the Titans at the end. But I'll tell you what, Gus, nobody wants to play the Indianapolis Colts right now. It, yeah. It's <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is a beast. And, again, uh, the sonic boom we heard down here Saturday night was every Bills fans going, hell yeah, when Taylor ends in for touchdown. <laughs> no doubt about it, man. Well, I'll tell you what, it'll be interesting to see what happens this week. Sean Payton can coach against Miami. But that will be the first time this team sees him again. He's got to be away for 10 days. So in the meantime, let's see this team uh, prepare and get ready for that. Leo, thanks so much for joining us here this morning, starting on Monday. We'll talk again on Friday as we get ready for the next weekend of football. There's two games tonight. There's a game tomorrow. There's a game Thursday. NFL football throughout the rest of the week. It's, It's the league's present to you, sir. Absolutely. And hey, next time I'll talk to you, it'll be Christmas Eve. I so I'll, I may have something for you stocking, but there you go. I love that, man. Thank you so much, Leo, for joining me today, bud. Take care, brother. Bye. Yeah, for sure. That brings a wrap to our number one. 800-998-1003 is normally the number I give you to call in, but the phone lines are having issues over there back in the studio. So tweet at us at ESPN Radio Nola, and we will go through some of those replies here as well when we get back. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. 
With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. If you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire talent for your team, especially if you're competing with other businesses to find the right people. But ZipRecruiter gives you the edge. Next key marketing manager, Aaron Harji, loves ZipRecruiter invite to apply. She says they get my job posting in front of the right people. I instantly see great candidates and I invite them to apply to my job. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B-A-R-T to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BART. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? 